coffee house chats to hard to swallow conversations. Join our journey as we document our everyday thoughts on personal growth, career, finances, family, and everything in between. Hey, this is Reynard. And this is Nika. And, and welcome, welcome to, to our perspectives. perspectives. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Perspectives. Welcome, welcome. welcome. Another week, another yes. podcast. Well, <laughs> another podcast. Last week was pretty interesting to me. Let me right. just share. Um, it was very um, draining, at the same time nerve-wracking, but mm-hmm. exciting for sure. And why is that? Tell, the, tell the audience. Tell why. the audience. Last week was actually the, I think, the general sale of Taylor Swift's Eras Tour tickets in Singapore. And Book also had like their own offer, of course, which I mm-hmm. think they were, they're actually a huge partner. Um, mm-hmm. For the Singapore one. Yeah, because they have a lot of tickets, it mm-hmm. seems like, right? And I really didn't think I'd have a chance to um, get tickets because mm-hmm. it, it all started with news that when they opened up the registrations for the lottery. There were like 8 million registrants on the first day. Right. And then it ended up with 22 million on the last day. Mm-hmm. So, and there were only like six shows and 55,000 for like seat capacity per show. Mm-hmm. So that's like, I don't know, you guys do the math, but according to the post that I saw, it's like 1.5% chance of getting that ticket right. if the numbers are accurate, right? Mm-hmm. So... I didn't really think that it was possible for me to get a ticket. And I've been telling myself, no, let's just, I, I don't want to try anymore because mm-hmm. I do not want to be depressed over it. Mm-hmm. I do not want to be like all sad over it, especially considering that I still have to work and stuff like that. I know right. I will get very affected. Mm-hmm. But then, <laughs> Reynard, um, he wanted to try. And he did try it and fluk. And thankfully, okay. we were able to get Tickets. clutch. Yes. Thankfully, we were able to get tickets. And the best part is, I know that the Eras Tour tickets are very expensive, but we were able to save on costs by getting free plane tickets or flights to, to Singapore. Singapore. Right. And that's probably why you are watching this um, episode right now. The title is probably something like that, how we got <laughs> um, plane tickets for free. And you might be like, oh, I didn't really sign up or like, watch this podcast to hear about this. We didn't do it, trust us. (laughs) But yeah, as we were talking about our decision-making and stuff about, you know, actually going there, um, you know, what came up interesting was the idea of, you know, using um, how we got these flights for free Mm -hmm. and using things like credit card and debt to kind of like get certain things, right? Leveraging that and like why it's important or why actually getting a credit card is beneficial because it allows for opportunities like this, where you can get flights, other things um, mm-hmm. for free. Yeah, this might sound like a like a scheme thing, <laughs> but yeah. trust me, I was also very surprised when I know the possibilities of the like um, benefits that you can get from a credit card. Yeah. So, how, Reynard, why don't you try to start explaining how does a credit card work? Yeah, so I think we touched on this on some of our previous episodes already. But yeah, mm-hmm. basic, the most basic um, explanation of a credit card is it's basically an account where you can pay for stuff ahead and you can pay for it later, right? Meaning you have to pay, you can pay the bank later, right? So for okay. example... So you pay the vendor now using now. your credit card, but uh-huh. you don't actually lose any money on your end yet. Mm-hmm. And you will be able to pay that balance off 
in the next month or okay. whenever is your statement date. Uh -huh. Right? So it's not, it's not like your debit card or your bank account where if you use your debit card in a, in a, with a vendor, let's say you go to a restaurant, mm -hmm. you give them your, credit, uh, your debit card. When you swipe that card, let's say for 500 pesos or whatever it is, your bank account will be deducted by 500 pesos. pesos. Real time. Real time. Yeah. With credit card, you give your credit card and they swipe with 500 pesos. Your bank account is separate from that, so you don't you don't you don't get subtracted. Mm -hmm. But you will accrue what they call a balance mm -hmm. on your credit card, meaning you have 500 pesos that you owe mm -hmm. to the credit card company mm -hmm. by the next um, by the time you have to pay for it. Mm. So it's that that simple. Yeah, right? it's that simple. And of course, you might be wondering. So with a credit card, does that mean I can just like swipe and swipe and swipe yeah, all yeah. the time? So that's not the case. Of course, credit card companies are are risk averse as well, and they want to make sure that you can pay for the debt later on. Mm -hmm. So there's a concept of limits on mm -hmm. credit cards, mm -hmm. and usually when you're when you're a new applicant for a credit card, they'll ask for things like your income, you know, how you make your money, um, do you have any properties, like where do you live, you know, billing statements, uh -huh. because they want to assure that you can pay for it and you're not gonna run away, right? Uh -huh. So on top of that, there is a limit, like I mentioned whenever you apply. So mm -hmm. depending again on all those factors on the requirements you send over, they're going to give you a limit. Meaning, for mm -hmm. example, you can only use up to 25,000, right? You can only swipe this until 20,000 or 12,000. After that, the credit card, you cannot add any more balances to it mm. in the month. Right? In the month? Yes. So you can swipe it after? Well, okay, not in the month. Okay. It's like overall. Right? Current balance. Yes, current balance. Okay. So you have up to, let's say, that limit. And if you are, if you reach that limit, you can't use the credit card anymore and you have to start paying it down or else, yeah, you can't use it. And if you don't pay it down on the due date mm -mm. in the following month, you will accrue interest oh, right? okay. and a late payment. Fee. Okay, so question. Like, for example, I have like a, a 20,000 credit card limit mm. and I decided to pay just 10,000. Right. I only have a 10,000 free to, mm -hmm. to for use. a swipe, right? Exactly. Oh, okay. So it doesn't really necessarily... Um, what do you call this? Restart next month no, as long no. as I pay a certain amount. Yeah, so the monthly timer is more of a, it's kind of like a, hey, by the end of the month, this is your balance. Mm -hmm. If you have any remaining balance, you got to pay it off completely. Uh -huh. If you don't pay it off by the time it's due, right, mm -mm. you will get a late payment fee and you're going to accrue interest on mm -hmm. that balance. Okay, so not every time you're actually paying interest on your swipes. No, no, no. Well, well, that's something, we, you know, in theory, no, right? Because mm. when you kind of like go to a merchant, right, or a vendor, and let's say you buy, again, you go to the restaurant, 500 pesos, it's not like you swipe your card and they're like, oh, we're going to add X percent because mm. you're using a credit card, mm. right? Especially when you swipe it straight, right? So that's another term to add, which is when you use a credit card, you either swipe it straight, meaning you, you charge the whole balance to your card or your limit now, or you can do it in installments, right? Okay. So uh, you probably see those promotions in department stores and wherever else where it's like, interest. yeah, 0% interest, right? 24 months, 12 months, right? So what does this mean? It basically means if you swipe your card now, let's say for a, let's say you buy some sort of appliance that's worth 12,000 pesos. Okay. If they're offering you a 12 month 0% interest plan, mm -hmm. that means you're going to basically pay 12,000 divided by 12 over the span of 12 months. So that's 1,000. Okay, 1,000 pesos per month. So that 1,000 will appear on your credit card statement at the end of each month, mm, okay? okay? Then you have to pay it the next month, right? 
So the great thing about that is you don't have to pay the entire twelve thousand mm -mm. upfront. Okay. Right. So it it saves you on on cash flow. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Okay. So like really, up and, even up until now, I do not have a personal credit card. Mm -hmm. I really do not. I, I like I couldn't see the need. Um, even before, um, when the credit card, I guess the system comes into my mind. Mm -hmm. I really tell myself that I do not need a credit card because I don't want to. I don't not want to be spent spending money that I do not have. Right. Right. Exactly. So I don't. I do not want to be in debt. Right. Is the thought process. Mm -hmm. So I do not want to be buying something if my bank account says I cannot get it. Right. So why get a credit card when I know I cannot pay for it anyways? Yeah. Right. So if there's something that I want, my bank account should be able to handle it before right. I buy it. Yeah. So why do you think it's beneficial to get a credit card in the first place? Yeah. So try to like convince you. Convince me. <laughs> so actually, I work at the job. <laughs> Here I have an application form ready. <laughs> No, so I also thought the same way before, where it's like, Oh, really? Yeah, why do I get a credit card when, you know, it's like, um, yeah, it's like I'm spending money I don't have, mm. right? But I remember the first time I got a credit card was because it was like, I wanted to pay for Spotify. And so, <laughs> back then, there was huh? no Gcash and stuff like ah, that. Ah, okay, so they really needed early on, a they payment needed method. A, yeah, Visa, MasterCard. And my debit card was like, not, does not, did not have the Visa, MasterCard yet. It was ah. those old banknet stuff in ah. video. So I needed a credit card too. So I got it through a supplementary card through my mom's account. So side, before I answer your question, side note, it's like, you know, if you have a credit card, you can sign on supplementary members, meaning if you have a son or relative or someone of connection to you, they can have a portion of your limit. Do they have to be a relative? I'm not sure, honestly. So okay. I think I think there's some rules around that. But mm -hmm. the point is, you can have a main credit card and you can be like, okay, if I have a 20,000 limit, um, 10,000 of that can be used by my supplementary oh, user. So you share a limit. Yeah, so you share mm -hmm. the limit, but the supplementary has access to lesser of it. Okay. Right? So you can control spending and stuff. Mm -hmm. But but yeah, so why get the credit card and go through all this mess? Because like you have to pay. If you don't pay on time, you have fees. If you don't pay the full balance, you accrue interest. There's yeah. actually annual fees as well you have to pay to the credit card company. This all, like... Everyone has annual fees, like Most, all banks? They usually offer like no annual fee for the first one year, two years, mm -hmm. right? And there's some tricks around that. You can actually call the company up and be like, you know, can you waive my fee? And you just threaten that you'll cancel the card. And like, you know, some tricks. <laughs> but so going back to the question, why get a credit card? So the reason why I realized over time and after watching a few videos about this and stuff like that is because technically everyone, you're paying a tax for that credit card. So what do I... Sorry, you're paying a tax by not using credit card. Okay, so what do I mean by that? Imagine you're at that restaurant a while ago, uh -huh. right? You charge 500 pesos for the meal, okay? Mm. Cash or credit, they don't change, right? If yes, you pay in cash, it's 500. You pay in credit card, it's 500. Yes. What you don't know is that whenever someone pays in credit card, right, the vendor or the restaurant has to pay a percentage to the credit card company for using their services. Okay. Right. So, example, companies like PayMaya, like if you're a business that sign up PayMaya, mm -mm. if someone, if you swipe on someone's PayMaya terminal, that restaurant's PayMaya terminal, mm -mm. they get around 2.5 to 3% of the transaction as a transaction fee. Okay. Okay, so the restaurant has to pay 3%, so 500 times 3% is around 15, 15 pesos. Yeah. They pay 15 pesos to 
the credit card company or the, you know, I don't know what they call it, but like whoever processes the payment as a fee for using their services, mm -hmm. right? For using the swiper. Is that Yeah, the correct? swiper or the okay. terminal. The word is the okay. terminal. Uh -huh. Okay. So now you're like maybe, okay, so if I'm the person, I'm paying in cash, mm -hmm. I'm not, the company, the restaurant's not losing the 3%, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm using a credit card, the restaurant's losing 3%. I don't really... I'm not really affected by that as the consumer, mm -hmm. right? Because I pay my 500. It's not like they let me pay 515. That's true. But what you don't realize is that as more and more people use credit cards, um, this is more applicable in the US, but of course will start becoming more here as well. If, if you were the restaurant and you, you just put yourself in the shoes of the restaurant, if you were the restaurant and you knew that, let's say half of people use a credit card in your restaurant, mm -hmm. right? You're losing 3% of your money, your For revenue each, each credit on card each transaction. transaction. Okay. So, as a restaurant, right, as the business owner, do you think you're not adding a bit across all yeah. your prices to make up for those transaction fees? Yeah, right? So maybe true. instead of, maybe the meal could have been 490, right? The dish could have been 490, but you're like, uh, you know, I know half my customers use credit card. I'll just I'm add gonna make it an 500. additional 10 pesos. Yeah, so it's like you add it ahead, uh -huh. right? So what people don't realize is that prices inherently, in most places, are slightly inflated already to take into account these transaction fees, mm -mm. right? So that cost. It's not just the cost of the meal itself yeah. for the restaurant, mm -hmm. but it's already the cost of the entire service, including the transaction, transaction fees. fees. Exactly, right? So okay. you might not see it as an additional, mm -hmm. but technically you're already paying more. It's already more. baked in. It's already baked in, right? Okay. And again, this isn't black or white, meaning like, oh, this restaurant is adding this mm -hmm. restaurant. It's not. It's like, it's on average. You know, you mm -hmm. pay a lot especially when it comes to bigger purchases, mm -hmm. you're, you're paying you know, a bunch of money across the board. Okay, so you're saying that even if I am not a credit card um, customer, like I, mm -hmm. I go to this restaurant, I'm paying in cash, I am still technically paying, paying for everybody's transaction fees. You're paying for everybody's flight cycles. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so that is, that's the thought in essence, right? That okay. when you pay the 500 in cash, you are actually paying for someone else's rewards to a certain degree. And mm -hmm. in, in theory, because it's like you're not using a card, so you're not, you're you're not, not getting, getting benefits. the benefits of using a credit card that the credit card holders are. Okay, so credit card holders have benefits. Yes. So this how is does how that they, happen? So this is a question. That's how they pull in people, right? So like other than, of course, access to the money right now and being able to borrow it and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, credit card companies, most credit card companies have rewards programs, right? Okay. So this comes in multiple forms. They usually come in the form of cashback, okay? Cashback. Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about each one. There's cashback, <laughs> there's rewards or like GCs you can buy and stuff. Mm. And then there is travel miles, right? Which is what we this, use. Those are the three? Or those are I would say the ones? three big categories. Okay. There, there are more. So what's cashback? So mm. cashback is a program wherein if you swipe, let's say, you know, um, on grocery spend, right? Mm. There are some credit cards where you get 5% back for every, you know, for every peso you spend on groceries. So oh. meaning, if you swipe 10,000 pesos worth of groceries in a month, 5% of 10,000 is 500, you get 500 pesos back in cash. Every when? Every month. Oh. So you get back 5% of is your it? spend. Oh. And it's not physical cash, it comes in the form of your balance deducted gets... Deducted against yeah, the balance. gets deducted. Or... Depends on the credit card company. Sometimes they actually send you the cash in your bank account. Uh, I know this is more. This happens more outside the Philippines and in the Philippines. In the Philippines, it comes in the form of balance payments. But that's cash back, meaning you get the cash back. Question: 
What mm. happens if I fully pay my balance and I get a cash back? It'll get negative. So you uh -huh. have the company owes you, or you can use the credit card without having to pay it for like two hundred. That oh, five the okay. five hundred. So pesos. kind of the credit card becomes like a bank account. Or yeah, something. it becomes a bank account. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Interesting. Right? So so that's cashback. Second is reward GC. So. There's, you know, there are programs where you spend a certain amount or a certain tier and they'll give you 1,000 GC in a certain restaurant or a certain department store. Okay, but right? there are usually specific vendors. Yes, merchants. there are specific ve um. vendors, merchants, and partners right, oh, okay. that they're they affiliated with. And the last one, which is the most used one, is travel, right? So you can, basically, there are cards that are specifically, credit cards specifically for travel. Right, in Citibank, it's called Premier Miles. In Union Bank, it's, I don't know, I actually know Citibank only. But there are credit cards that are meant for travel where when you swipe and use them anywhere, you gain what they call miles or okay, points. Okay. okay. And these miles or points are transferable to, um, to different airlines and their corresponding miles programs. Do they apply to all airlines? No. So it, again, it depends on the credit card and who they're partnered with. Okay, right? so, you, so for even for the, because uh, you mentioned the whole um, GCs, right? Mm. So it's also the same with the miles where there are partner yes, airlines. Yes, yeah. So okay. each credit card bank or every bank has their own partners. Mm. So you have to be smart about, you know, what credit card you get and stuff like that. For example, Union Bank, I know that at least in the card we have, it's only, they're only compatible with PAL, Philippine mm. Airlines. Uh, with Citibank, they're compatible with multiple international flights, Cathay, Singapore Air, um, ANA and mm. Iver and a lot more. Okay, so how do I get miles? So, example, if the so how it works is when you swipe when you use your card, it's you basically accrue points for every peso you spend. Okay, so it's something so like if you spend one peso, you get point one in miles, miles. or point zero five or some some number. There's some conversion. Mm. So your your spend is converted to points, and those points you can convert to miles in these companies, right? So. For example, there's, a, there's again, it, it differs per credit card company. And that's why this whole thing is an industry of its own. There are people out there, there are blogs out there, there are websites whose whole niche is how to maximize your credit card wow. points. Right? And this is where I learned some of this stuff. So, for example, if you have a thousand points in your card already, mm -mm. there's a conversion kind of like you can do where it's like um, for every one point you have in your credit card, it's equal to, let's say, 0.5 miles in this company, mm. in this airline. In this okay. other airline, it might be 0.8, right? Mm. Might be, depends on how they're partnered, right? Okay. So you convert, so your spend was converted to points for the credit card, and the points for the credit card will be converted to miles in the oh, airline, I right? See. And when you reach the miles in the airline, how they convert that into an actual trip is also dif different per airline. It's not actually the miles you, you ah, know. It's not the, the physical miles. No, it's you like they call it miles, but it's not. That's why it's confusing. It's like, oh, you think it's just miles, but it's not. It's like, so miles is just another term for yeah, points. Yeah, it's just another term for points. So you still have to go to the site and you have to pick a... There, you, some, some of these companies, they have like a table that's like, if it's this place to this place, you know, this You'll is how many miles, mm. right? If it's this place to that place, this is how many miles you need. Mm -mm. So... You gotta work your way all the way back to see how much you need to spend to get st certain stuff free, right? Ooh. So it's not easy. It's complicated, but you know, over time, if you use your card, you accrue those miles. You accrue those points. You turn into miles, and those miles you turn into actual trips. Okay. So why do you think it can come out net positive for, um, for example, a person like me, mm. like? 
if I'm going to be using my credit card and I'm going to pay for those interests, I'd rather pay the interest straight to that, I, I don't know, like airlines right. you, partner you're instead. You're saying that instead of paying the interest of the card, exactly. you would just so save like up money all for this, the flight. Like all this process and everything, I'd just rather save on the interest and I'll just not get a credit card and I'll just buy the ticket itself. Right. So why all, go through all this trouble? Because, so the key thing here is the assumption that you're accruing interest, mm -hmm. right? Meaning you're not paying your card on time. Ah, so, so it's... So the technique here is that you must be swapping out your credit, you, you must be swapping out your regular expenses to using your credit card. No, don't add to your existing interest, uh, expenses. Ooh. Right? Because like, for example, if you're making 20K per month, you're spending maybe 15k already on like groceries and all these things that you use your debit card with. Mm -hmm. Don't don't get a credit card and magically increase your spending and buy an iPad on installment okay. 10k per month because so, you're going over uh -huh. your means. And of uh -huh. course, you will start accruing interest on the balance you cannot pay. Mm -hmm. But if you get a credit card with the purpose of replacing that 15k you already spend on your debit card, you spend it on your credit card instead and you just pay it off immediately. Mm -hmm you won't have any problems. So the trick is not to get like interest. Yeah, the trick is to not see the credit card as more invisible money. Uh -huh. It's to see it as just a way of paying your, the money you already have. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's I think the big misconception people have with credit cards. It's like, I get a credit card and it's like, oh, I now have 10K and 20K in mm -hmm. cash I can use anytime for emergencies okay. and stuff, which is true, right? The whole emergency use case is very important as well. But you, if, you, if you use it for non-emergency purposes, just because, oh, I want an iPad or I want an iPhone or something, mm -hmm. or, ah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll extend my, I'll go over my means this month because I have a credit card. Mm -hmm. Then you do put yourself in a delicate or like, you know, a, a hard, hard situation, uh -huh. right? So the key is if you want to maximize, you know, those rewards you can get mm -mm. from airlines, gift cards, cashback, mm -hmm. you want to get a credit card and use it for existing expenses or just swap how you're paying mm -mm. right and don't overuse it so that way you can get the benefits that you are technically already paying for even if you pay in cash mm -mm. right through the points and these rewards so how do you usually do that like mm -hmm. do you have any tips on how to actually be a good credit card payer <laughs> right yeah that's the thing first it's like just don't like don't think of it as invisible money don't think of it as an additional income. Yeah, additional source of spend, right? Mm. So how I think of it is even when I use my credit card, I already meant, no, I don't do it mentally. I have an app that I use, right? So I already subtract it from my balance. Even from if I don't, worth. yeah, from my net worth, even if I don't pay for it yet. Mm -mm. So example, if my bank account is 10,000 pesos, right? And we talk about this in another podcast. You mm -hmm. can check our reels and stuff. You'll say like, why are they talking about the same thing? So like, <laughs> but let's give the example again. If you spend 10,000 pesos, sorry, if you have 10,000 pesos in your bank account, right, and um, you spend 1,000 using your credit card on groceries, you might think you still have 10,000 pesos, right? But for me, how I track it on my app, and like, even if you don't have an app, you use it on a spreadsheet or a pen and paper. Mm -mm. Let's say pen and paper, right? You want to put on your journal that you spent, you have 10,000 mm -mm. and you already spent 1,000. So even if your bank account still has 10,000 mm -mm. because you used your credit card, you want to know that on your journal or your paper or however you track your money, that you only available. have uh -huh. 9000 left, mm -hmm. right? So you want to be diligent about tracking credit card expenses. 
Because if not, it gets hard later on. Because you're like, you, when the statement comes in the next month, you're like, oh my God, I have to mm -hmm. pay 20K worth. So the biggest advice is to actually track these expenses. Yeah, track proactively mm. Yeah, these expenses. And if you're not a tracking type, you probably can just, you know, put your put a limit to your own credit card spending. Meaning you still have to track it though, to put a yeah, limit. So true. so just true. so yeah, so you gotta really track. Mm. I think that's the key part. If you do that, you'll be safe. Okay. So after all these years, like we we've been together three years, right? Mm. Why haven't you um like kind of convinced me to get my own credit card? What's the benefit that comes with us using just one credit card? No, it's just a bit of a hassle to apply. <laughs> we can, <laughs> but we're busy. So like, yeah. Don't, don't you think it's more beneficial to have? Yeah, it is cards? because definitely it is. Because like when you sign up for a credit card, they usually have these um, additional benefits. Yeah, they have Ooh. these promos sometimes. Like when I signed up for my sec my own credit card with Citibank, mm -hmm. they had this promo where they positioned it as two f two free round trip flights to Japan. But actually, what it was was just sixty thousand miles. But they know that those 60,000 miles can, can be, be converted, converted to, to two round trip um, uh, trips to Japan. Th through a certain airline. Yeah, through a certain airline. So, so yeah, I grabbed it. Um, and then thankfully, I got approved and stuff. And that's how I have that credit card. Oh my god, is and that I, why you told me we'll go to Japan? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Time, yeah, <laughs> really? yeah, that was the time. Yeah, yeah. That was that. Uh. So, but you didn't know I didn't, I didn't spend anything for it. So, yeah. So, you know, it's... Maybe we we should we should definitely get your card. Look at what's out there, uh -huh. like what people are promoting. Okay, because I was actually thinking the whole time it's better for us to be like centralizing everything in one. You card. wanna you know there are people. This is more applicable in the U.S. because their credit system is a lot more advanced. But there are people who basically they apply apply for credit card, get approved, get the benefits. They use the benefits and they cancel it, and they go to the next company and get a new credit card, get the new benefits, and they cycle through different okay. kinds of credit. Why cards. is that not not possible because here it will take you three months to get approved so it's a waste of time ah, <laughs> so like there, so it takes too long and yeah, so they, it's more inconvenient yeah, rather than yes, beneficial for you yeah you don't get any benefits from it okay. right so but yeah it is highly you know if possible everyone gets a credit card um Ooh. so you maximize the benefits but again if you don't have the discipline if you don't have the tracking you oh, don't okay. understand how it works so let's I, try to iterate mm. who shouldn't be getting a credit card <laughs> yeah, like, like, how, what are the, I guess, what are the things that you should know or have before mm -hmm. you get a credit card? All right. So I think number one is you need to have, you already have to be disciplined with tracking okay. your expenses, okay. even without a credit card. If, you know, if you don't have that habit or discipline of tracking how you spend your money or earn your money, it's going to only get harder with a credit card. So uh -huh. you need to have some sort of, like if you do it in a journal, if you do an app, it doesn't matter. You need to be diligent with counting your money. Mm -hmm. I think that's key. Because if you're mm -hmm. the type who is not, like where you're like, oh, I spend and I check my bank account like three weeks later. Oh, that's mm -hmm. how much money I have left. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with that. If you live like that and you're happy, that's great. Mm -hmm. But um, having that kind of like mindset when having a credit card is dangerous because it can get out of hand very quickly, mm -hmm. right? So... I think that's one. Next is that you want to make sure that you do have expenses that make sense to put on the credit card. Yeah. Right? Like if, you, if you're not paying, like if you're younger and if you're not paying for a bunch of stuff like groceries and most of your expenses are you're eating out. Cash. Yeah, you pay, you so pay in places paper. where it's mm -hmm. cash mostly, not places where you don't really buy appliances mm -hmm. or big things, you know. 
you're just uh, like accruing. Yeah, um, you're gonna pay annual fees. I yeah, guess you'll end up just paying annual fees for nothing. Okay. Right? So, so yeah. Number three is I would say don't apply for it if you don't have a strong, um, you don't have an ITR or a strong ITR, oh. because you can get denied and it'll take you a while to apply again. Oh. Okay. So you have to have a strong enough income. How do you know what's a strong ITR? Um, I think I don't even know honestly, but like <laughs> maybe if you work in the credit department of let a company, know. let us know. But I have a feeling it's um, yeah. It's funny because they're more likely to approve people with jobs than people with businesses. It's the weirdest thing ever. Like, uh, so first you gotta be employed. That's uh -huh. number one. Uh -huh. um, second is you probably want maybe twelve months, twelve to twenty-four months of uh, ITR history. Meaning, like, uh -huh. you have maybe last year's ITR. It's full. Like, mm. you know how much your salary so was. So you've been employed for that. Yeah, you've been employed maybe one to two years with an ITR because you know mm -hmm. you can get employed in places and they don't give you an ITR. Mm -hmm. So like that stuff. So. Yeah. That's that. Um, it is ideal if you have um, you have someone who already, I think, has a credit card in your family. Or oh, something. really? Yeah, because I think they, they have can, that. I on think track? I think they can. You can associate. I think, and then also mm -hmm. you can probably, um, if they call you to confirm a few things, you can you can bring that up. I think. Mm. Actually, I'm not so sure about that, but the reason I bring that up is because. In the application, I'm sure that they will ask you if you have other credit cards already. Yeah, I was so, gonna ask that. Is it is that a good thing to have other credit cards already? Yes, because they can. I do think the Philippines has like a. It's, the credit system is not as strong as yes, but I do think there is some tracking that happens. So mm -hmm. they know if you've been paying off your debt well and stuff ah, like that. So okay. if you so have, a, even though it's another bank. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I in the U.S., that's a definite yes. Here, uh -huh. I'm not sure. So like, I don't know. But I assume because why would they ask if they can't check, right? I don't know. That's so true. I assume they can, but I assume they can. Yeah. So it's something that you know can help, right? Mm -hmm. You put your other credit cards. Okay. You mentioned a while ago that oh, I have so many questions. <laughs> you mentioned a while ago that they're more likely to approve those who are employed rather than business owners, right? Yeah. Any tips for business owners who wants to get employed? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, honestly, it's, it's tough. Like, uh -huh. it's weird because like, I I, I kind of get though why it might it, yeah like they might not be able to approve business owners right away because you know not. It's more riskier. Yeah, right? it's more riskier. I, I a business it. is more riskier. Than so. employed employment. Yeah, I mean, most of us will actually think that businesses, like having a business, is the way to go. Like mm -hmm. you'll definitely get rich, but it's not true. It's so it much has risk. High risk right? Yes, but high rewards for sure. Yeah. So I actually think that you gotta. This is same with loans, where it's like they want you to be operating for at least three years. So oh. I think that three-year mark is a key, like something in the industry. Where you, like, at least you, well, if you're running for at least three years, that means you, you already know your thing. You probably exactly. are already right. profitable. So Correct. another thing with business owners is I do recommend you set up a corporate account in a bank of your choice very early on. Mm -hmm. Because I remember that for some reason, Security Bank, who was our corporate account back then, mm -hmm. gave me a pretty sizable credible credit limit even if I was self-employed. But that was like two to three years in. Mm -hmm. I was like, why are you guys giving me this? And literally, Metro Bank, um, BPI, they were giving me limits of like 10,000, 15,000. Because and, you're a business owner. Yeah, because I was a business owner. And then, but in Security Bank, they gave me 500,000 <gasps> off the bat. Why? I don't know. So like, I have a feeling it's because they know our numbers as a business, and if ever something goes uh, wrong, they can chase me down. Because our corporate account. account was Security Bank. 
So, so you were a sole proprietor, but you had a corporate account in a bank? Yeah, you can have. Oh, okay. As long as it's, you have a DTI and stuff like that. Ah, okay. So, so yeah, so I think if you're a business owner, open a corporate account so you can build a relationship with the, the managers of the bank. Uh, I think that oh. plays a role as well in you getting approval, like who you know and stuff like that. So, so this is not just um, company, like bank company-wide. You could also like try and build relationships through. Yeah, yeah, because they can help. They can help vouch for you and Ah, stuff like that. You know, so I think that plays a role too. So, so yeah, so start a corporate account sooner so you can get not just not a corporate card but a personal one. Just because they know you, they know you have a business. Mm -mm. They can vouch for you, and it goes up the up the ladder of you know approval. Nice. So, so yeah, but usually it's that two to three year mark that they they Mm. wait for three years usually. Well, before you get anything good. I think I should be getting my own car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but again, you know, you just have to be careful. And I think uh-huh. another thing is that I think the general idea behind debt, right, which is like, yeah, isn't, I think that's one of the things people think, which is, isn't that bad? Yeah, right? isn't buying something that you you pay a credit card with? Yeah, or a loan isn't yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my thought on that is not all debt is bad, right? Um, How so? There is debt that is productive. Meaning, if you really don't have the cash flow for something right now, mm-hmm. but you know that thing, if you get right now, will help you advance and make more money in the next two to three months, why not get it through debt? Because you know it will give you a return, mm-hmm. right? So if you, you can use, you know, uh, just like when we mentioned in the podcast about like the whole, like what was our first big investment, mm-hmm. right? Um, I used a credit card to get that course. That was my first big investment because I was pretty confident that by getting that course, I would be able to get more clients and so forth, Mm-mm. right? So there is debt that's productive. So not all debt is bad. Like you can't be like, oh, you know, if I get a loan, I'm like, mm. I'm doing bad so stuff. So <laughs> when you say it can like be productive, it's it's basically net positive for you in the end. Yes, because yes. you know that whatever you're using the card for is going to return much more than the interest and stuff you might approve. Does it have to be... Do you think it's safe that it has to be monetarily positive? Not not necessarily. Like, you can probably save time. Example, let's say there's something... Um, I don't have a concrete example mm. of time, but, like, there's something that takes you a lot of time or maybe health, right? Like, it's like... Uh-huh. Um, let's say you're high BP or something like that and there's this de- device that helps you monitor it, but you don't have the cash right now. Mm-hmm. So you can die tomorrow because you don't. <laughs> so you use your card. <laughs> so like you can be protected and all these things, right? And also mm-hmm. emergencies when it comes to hospitals and stuff, a credit card can Medical be very bills. helpful. Medical bills. Those things can help you split out into installments and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, another more, you know, more not very essential thing is, for example, if, which is basically what happened to us recently, which is, let's say there's a destination you want to go to and they're offering this really deep sale. so but that sale is up to let's say three days from now Mm -hmm. you do not have the cash but the the booking period is until like six months from now right you know for a fact that you can afford this if it were only you know split out in those six months Mm. right but that deal which is very very good will not be available after the next three days or seven Mm. or whatever so then you can use your credit card to swipe it because you know that the balance plus the interest you might accrue from paying it over a six-month period, is still cheaper compared to the compared regular to the full price. price, right? But this is I super see. extra. Don't don't go doing this. <laughs> Only do it if you have kind of like the extra uh-huh. money and okay. stuff to make up for it. 
I see. Well, yeah. this has been a very interesting and more very informative episode for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably getting I'll probably be getting a card after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think that's I think that's what we want to discuss. So yeah, we're flying to. So the first question, how we're, I hope that we answer that question. We're using our miles basically. Yes. And those miles have been accrued from years of using our card. Yeah. Right, but. Like I said, it's there's no harm because we don't use our card irresponsibly. Mm-hmm. We use it primarily for expenses we know we could have already paid for. Mm-hmm. Um, and thankfully, throughout the years of accumulating those points, we're able to save on a flight. Reward right? yourself. Reward ourselves with a flight. And yeah, as- if, if you can think about it, it's just a reward to yourself for using the credit card um, responsibly. Exactly. That's yeah. a good way to think about it. And yeah, if you're running a business and you have that um, kind of uh, opportunity as well, get a card, use it for your business expenses. That's oh yeah, because that, that means more more rewards. More points, more rewards. Um, and that's how you can get free flights, free hotels, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening in, and I yep. hope that you guys learned a lot um, as much as I did. <laughs> thank you so much, Reynard, for explaining everything, and yeah. see you guys next yes. week. Peace.